He's trying really hard. Welcome to the DL Gaming Podcast. I'm Bobby. I'm Nick. I'm feeling good coming off of that uh, Movies on the DL episode, Bobby. I thought it was pretty good. Yep. Good, good app. Good app yeah. in the can there. Coming to you soon. <laughs> MDL. Good app. Speaking about episodes in general, um, patrons, thank you. You keep both shows afloat with your donations. Although this time, this month, I'm highly suspect on whether or not you guys actually uh, enjoy the content overall or you just want to hear us talk about our dirty laundry. Um, because every <laughs> people are just messaging me straight up. Hey, I just gave you guys more money. Give me the episode. So Bobby said, won't let it roll one more week. Um, so thank you to Will Ditch Digger, uh, Ditch Walker. Uh, he upped his to $10 to get that episode. Gabriel, same thing. Uh, actually, he's a new patron. So he's there. And then Cricket, he was just like, fuck it. Give me that $18 tier. Uh, at the $18 tier, by the, why is it eighteen dollars? Because twenty sounded like too much, dude. That's exactly why we went with eighteen dollars. Um, what you get to do is you get to pick a you get to pick a uh, a game for us to play, and you control us, or you could just give us you know your favorite game of all time and see what we really think about it. Uh, I will promise to give it at least twenty minutes. No, we'll give it its fair review. And I uh, thought it was just one of us. Uh, sure. Whatever. We'll figure it out, man. Yeah. Pick a cast or pick a game. Yep. And um, last thing I want to say is with these plugs and everything, ultimately what we need you to do is just get to our website somehow. It's dlgaming.net. From there, you can see what we look like. You can, um, I don't know, download pictures and use them as your wallpaper because you like us so much. Or you can uh, find episodes. You can find all the tags for all the things. What they talk about that time? That game sounded really cool, but I don't remember the title. Boom. Go to the episode. Uh, click through them. Oh, this is the game. Boom. There you go. It's all linked there. Uh, also, by the way, we have merch and all that other stuff. So everything good is at our website. Go there. It's Nirvana for gamers. That was good fucking plugs, man. Good fucking cl- get claps. Come on. Clap Very professional. Good job. Thanks, man. Wow. Well, we, this is your first time joining us. Sorry about that. We don't pander to the audience too much. Too much enough. enough. Not nearly enough. All right. Let's talk about some video games. Let's get to our on the radar section. The first game I want to talk about is Papetura. This game has been on my wish list for a while. It finally released just recently on May 7th. This is a point-and-click adventure where you play as this little paper guy. The interesting thing about this game is the way that it was designed was by making these little paper sculptures, I guess, and uh, filming that and using that in the game. So it's got this really interesting look. It looks, I don't know, a little Tim Burton-ish in a way. I, I don't know how to describe it, but it's got a very unique look to it. It's uh, the epitome of what South Park could look like. Like I always said that, like South Park, it looks like paper mache, like looking around, and but it looks terrible, right? If you're gonna make that artistic and beautiful, that's kind of like what this. It looks like, yeah, I, it's unique. It's hard to describe. It looks great though. Yeah, claymation. I guess it's the closest thing. Yeah. Okay. Claymation, claymation with paper. Stop motion. 
Yeah, it, it looks great. They had a demo out for this that I played. It was very, very short, unfortunately. So not a whole lot to go off of. Uh, the reviews have been fairly positive, but the game is only, it's on sale for around $10 right now. So grab it while you can. Will you? I might. Point and click adventures, which I absolutely love. I haven't had time to play recently. It's really been disappointing. Uh, I still have to finish the last Eponia game, and I have a lot of other ones just backed up. But it's so difficult to start a point and click and then pick it up at a later date. Yeah. You have no idea where where you were, why you have all these things in your inventory, what goes with what. <laughs> so when I start it, I usually like to finish it um, maybe this summer. <laughs> Cool. Cool. I'm talking about uh, Enlisted this week. It's a World War II shooter. Surprise, surprise. But it's a um, it has a really weird mechanic that I've never really seen in a multiplayer. So it's cross it's cross for um, cross platform. It is made by the guys who make War Thunder, and so it's like you know they have your normal game modes, team deathmatch, all that kind of stuff. But instead of just controlling one guy, you control a squad. It's a first-person shooter. And so the way it works is that your squad follows you or you can tell them what to do. And you can you can choose what kind of units are in your squad. Like there's a machine gunner. There's an anti-tank guy. There's like a rifleman. And so when you're playing, you play as any squad member you want to play as. And you can just press one button and you switch to another squad member. And when you're not controlling them, they're just essentially like medium level bots. So this, basically, Clyde uh, Barker's Jericho. <laughs> this is really interesting, man. Because uh, we've talked about it recently a few times. Um, that's not really. It doesn't really matter when you have this small co- squad and you tell them to do this or that because you're going against AI bots. You're on your team. You have AI bots and they're just going to fight each other. They're going to do whatever they want. Anyway, they might change their position, but that's about it. But when you're playing against the ultimate prey, other humans, then that switches everything up, right? Yeah. So I think that's, it's pretty awesome. There is a, there is a, you know, one person game mode, you know, where you just control one character and everything like that. Um, the game really is designed for that squad combat. It uses the um, it uses a bunch of maps and assets from War Thunder. Uh, for God's sakes, like it has the penetration like uh, like a marker where like when you shoot like an anti-material rifle at a tank, it'll show you where your bullet went through and if it'll kill their driver and everything. And then the tank controls are pretty much. Um, War Thunder. So, like, you can have your driver knocked out or your gunner or your repair guy. And so um, they say it's the perfect blend between arcade shooter and realistic. Um, The kill numbers in this game are just, like, insanity. Uh, Like, there's a Storming the Normandy, uh, the beach, like, Normandy Beach, and, like, you can do, like, a bombing run and get, like, 30 kills in, like, one bombing run. So... That's what they're like promoting is like, you know, high kill counts and like easy kills and things like that. And just essentially there's always something to fight, whether it be a bot or a human. But uh I don't know. I might pick it up if someone else does, but it's uh it's definitely I don't know. Interesting. I've been stuck with squad, so I, I could see like instantly what I started thinking about when you were saying that I can see like me setting up a machine gunner to cover an area while I advance 
you're you're almost doing your own cover and move. Yeah, but right, so right now it is in beta. So there are a couple things that are broken, and some of the AI is really broken. Like you'll tell your guy to stay in a window. Like for example, your machine gunner, you'll stay. You'll tell him to stay in the window, and he'll just move. Like he'll just move to a different part of the the, the building. And well, so it's maybe just, he's tired of listening to your shit, and he's going to be his <laughs> own human being now, man. You know he's he's sick of you bossing him around. Yeah. So and so, order. yeah, each each one of your like uh, your classes have different point values and you have a point cap on your squad. So you can have like eight bolt action riflemen or you can have like four machine gunners. So it's it's pretty interesting. Yeah, uh, man, it's cool, man. If you put a sniper in the right position, you know, that's and, and you just you literally just like you literally just teleport to that character. Hmm. So what's the price tag on uh, this game? Free to play. It, it's made by Gaijin. So everything they make is free to play. You play, you pay for advance. It's like that. Um, what's it called? Pay to pay to pay to continue or whatever, where it's like you have 10 guys. And if all 10 guys die, you, you know, you're done with the game. But if you have like the premium time, you get another 10 guys or you don't unlock this weapon or this kind of like troop unless you have this many hours played in this high of a score. Like it's like in War Thunder where it's unlocked the last American tank takes over 500 hours of gameplay or you can just pay like $12. Hmm. So that's that's the thing I see being the the negative of this game. I rather as surprising as it sounds plays Battlefront, but we're going to talk about that later. But um Dude, we'll battle- see. If Battlefield would have done something like this, that, that would have been really interesting. Did you hear about the Battlefield leaks? Uh, I saw a fake video that was a Battlefield leak. That <laughs> made me laugh. No, 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 no. no. Like it, it, the the setting has been released and the uh, and all that kind of stuff. And they say you know you're gonna have a hundred plus players per game. Hmm. So it's uh it's supposed to be in like twenty in the twenty thirties. So like ten years from now. Okay. And it's. It's uh, yeah. It's supposed to be like a new world, essentially, where I think Russia is a world superpower instead of America. Hmm. So it's interesting. Oh. Yeah, hopefully it's good. Yeah, <sighs> it's no paper tua, dude. No, it's so hard to say. It's no. It takes two. The only thing I have here is uh, Demio. It is a VR game. It's a VR game where you play a tabletop RPG. Um. What I found interesting here is they didn't do Warhammer. They didn't do D&D. I guess you have to pay for those licenses. So it looks like they came up with their own game. So you go through this game. You roll dice. You have cards in your hand. um, And you adventure through this dungeon. Looking down on this game with animated um, tokens. And it looks fucking fantastic. It looks so good. Uh, and it, it, the reviews are in the 90 percentile, even though only 200 people have picked it up. Um, yeah, man, I am I would love to play this. This looks so good. I don't know how else to explain it. What do you, what do you see, Bobby? What are you looking at? Yeah, the VR aspect looks cool. Yeah. What, what else? What else have... 
there's been other games where you look down and you you're watching a game board. I, I guess that's how you watch Dota matches. I believe it's that's a way you can watch those. Yeah. So yeah, it's just like a super awesome board game because because you know the pieces move around and stuff and are fully animated. Hmm. I think it looks great. Uh, price is a little expensive here. $30. Yeah, $30. Yeah, it's VR. Those yeah. games tend to be a little higher. Yeah, but man, you got me sold. Yeah, very cool. All right. I'm going to talk about Dread Hunger. This was posted in our Discord. This is a very interesting looking game. It is a survival game, a crafting survival game. Uh, yet you have, I believe, two people aboard out of your team of eight that are trying to sabotage the mission or uh, kill the other players. Um, Now, there's a lot of different dynamics at at play. I was reading through some of the reviews and watching some videos, trying to get an idea of how this exactly plays out. And it seems like people really like it. Uh, you, You are all depending on each other for survival. So there is a reason to work together. Um, but the real crew has to eventually suss out the, uh, I can't, I can't remember what they call them, but the, the two evil guys who are trying to sabotage the mission, uh, and kill everybody. It's, it's a really interesting idea, but it seems like everybody would have to be on board with this and play the game accordingly. Otherwise it'd ruin the experience for everybody. So I don't know. This game came out. Oh, go ahead, Nick. No, I was about to say like, dude, there's so many games. Like um, I I don't want to say among us clones, but I feel like a game like this, I feel like with a game like this, you really have to have something rewarding at the end Hmm. because the whole like detective, you know, all that kind of shit. um, Like among us style gameplay, like, Oh, this person's hiding or whatever it's been done a thousand times and people are going to keep playing among us because it was sold for a dollar 50. But if you get simple and anybody can play it, this is a a crafting survival game. So among us doesn't really have crafting. They have very simple. Okay. They need to solve. Uh, So it's more like imagine Valheim, but two of the people on your team are actually working against you and trying to be covert. Yeah. Like a long sniper. When I played, he was trying to sabotage all of us. (laughs) Like a, it seems like a long form. Uh, version of this type of gameplay. Uh, yeah, but you would need, yeah, exactly, Bobby, people to sign up. It's almost like a D&D session because it seems like it's not going to be over in an hour. Yeah, there's not a lot of people playing this game. It's a, it's an interesting concept, but it's one that I'm afraid is uh, kind of difficult to execute without yeah. having the right players. But yeah, interesting idea, Dread Hunger. Um, the other game I want to talk about is called Cryofall. Now, this game looks pretty cool. This is a a survival game, kind of like RimWorld, I suppose, um, where you're setting up a base. It's a top-down view. It's a little bit of like a city building, but it's co-op. And I'm trying to think, has there ever been a co-op game quite like this? Cool. Don't start together. It's not quite the same thing. You're actually yeah. building a base. You're building structures. You're gathering resources. I- imagine playing 
I don't know, RimWorld, I guess. Imagine RimWorld co-op. Yeah, mode co-op, yeah. There has uh, to have been games out there like this. Yeah, or like modes inside of other games that are simulate this. But yeah, yeah. but modes oftentimes... Factorio's kind of like this, but yeah. this, mm-hmm. this, looks, this looks interesting. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I think it's only 10 bucks too, which is a really good price point. No, actually, I believe it's 20 I'm I'm not sure. But it does have a demo, too, I believe. I don't know if... We could just scroll down here. I could stop talking vaguely about this. And Okay. I think we... Oh, there we go. Yeah, okay. It has a demo. And this is what's interesting. The demo you can play for eight hours, and mm. it's the entire game. You get it eight oh, wow. hours for free. That's... What a great idea. Because yeah. you and your buddies can, like, jump at this. You're going to know in eight hours yeah. of a game. See if this hooks you guys. Mm-hmm. Like, if we don't pay for this, then uh, yeah. our little our little fantasy land is going to go away. Yeah, exactly. It's a long form game. So eight hours, while that sounds like a lot, you could beat some games in eight hours. That's really not a whole lot of time for a game like this, but still at that point, you know, you are invested or you're not into it. What a great uh, marketing strategy. Yeah, I would love to see more of that. Yeah, for sure. Have you guys, have you guys heard of project Zomboid? Yeah, I played a lot of it, dude. But that was probably about three years ago though. I'm sure it's coming along. yeah. Apparently, it's really got along now. Like it's it's almost out of early access, and a lot of people are playing it. Um, it'll be interesting. Like uh, it, that game that you just showed, like that you just showed us, kind of like reminded me of Project Zomboid. I was like, dude, there's a game that's almost exactly like yeah, that. The, now that he's saying and, it, yeah, Bobby, that would be what that is because uh, Project Zomboid is a simulation of a post-apocalyptic zombie world. And but you aren't building a base. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. You. you no. To, no. You can now. That's what it is. Like oh, building okay. is now in the game. You build a base. You build machines. Farmland. You can build an auto shop. Hmm. Um, it's actually a long form co op survival game. Now. Yeah. It's like, a long. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Nailed it. Okay. And and how much is Project Zomboid these days? It is fourteen ninety nine, or you can buy a four pack for forty nine ninety nine. Yeah. Oh, it, dude, graphics. they've been working on that thing for fucking ever. Yeah, it's so funny. You can spawn as like completely useless people or people with actual skills. So yeah, your um, your race, gender, um, background, and the stuff you start with is all completely random. Hmm. Yeah, I, and you can you can get like really broken starts. Like you can get a prepper that has like a bunch of guns, a bunch of food, and everything. Or you can get like some secretary. like gamer nerd that doesn't have any <laughs> skills. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, as we transition to the highlights of our week, just want to shout out SMI Jeff coming in with a 17-month subscription. And I'm going to throw out one more on the radar. Uh, Mr. F and Sweet uh, has been playing Pistol Whipped on VR. We brought it up originally, but he actually bought it and he's been playing it. And he said, um, you know, if you already have... uh, Audio, audio. What's the what's the one that's uh, super popular with the, the laser swords? Beat saber. Beat saber. If you already beat have saber? beat saber, this is probably the best fifteen dollars you can spend. Um, it's a on rails uh, action uh, actiony kind of like I think it's a rhythm game, and you yeah. play through, but you're shooting things, and it's like um, yeah, you're going through like an action sequence. Says Pistol Whip is an unstoppable VR action rhythm FPS. 
Yep. It's got crazy good reviews. And I would like to check this out. We should load up that VR we played. We paid for Bobby. We really should. Yeah. Yeah. Got to dust that thing off. This does look good. What's the price tag on this game? I believe it's $15. 15 bucks? Okay. Is it 20 now? Uh, Maybe it was like it's 25. Yeah. All right. VR games are always a little bit more. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about some games that we have been playing. So I have just been replaying some old stuff. I played some more Scavengers. So second time around, getting to spend a little more time in this game, kind of understanding it a little better and appreciating it a little bit more. Still some things I don't quite get. The hunger thing, still don't understand it. Mm -hmm. Um, When you, I was trying to craft an upgrade in the menu screens and I did the wrong one. I tried to cancel it and do another one. Then I found out, oh, there's this power meter that you got to charge and it just charges over time. Wasn't really excited about that. Kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. I don't like the idea. That's a very mobile game to me. Like, just wait it's for a, it, something to charge It's a up. throttle for for people that do really well in the beginning to not snowball too fast. Like, oh, it's... okay. Yeah, so it's like... It, and it's a dumb thing, right? You, you would think if you're good at the game, you should win, right? But it's a, like... Let's say we all go for the same, like, chicken giant info chicken nugget. And we go and fight and we, you know, kick three teams' ass and there's like 12 more teams left and we have all that data and stuff when we craft our best shit immediately, we would keep snowballing and then that's their version of stopping that. Yeah, it's a comeback mechanic or at least, like you said, a throttling. You can't have mm-hmm. people snowball too hard because then... Yeah, that makes that. sense, but it still feels kind of weird. Like, oh, you just got to sit around and yeah. wait until you can craft this stuff. So. But like you said, there's so much things to do, right, in this game. Yeah, but here's the thing. I really wish, I enjoy the beginning to mid part of this game, and I don't like the end. So it's a battle royale. They got this circle that closes in and forces everybody into the center to fight. Uh, That's not as fun to me. What's fun to me is just going around with two buddies and just PvE raiding a base. And then, hey, maybe there's an enemy team there. Maybe there isn't. If there's an enemy team, do we disengage? Do we try to take them out? What do we do? You know, th- that's what's really fun. I, I wish the whole game was like that, or maybe there could be another mode where there wasn't this this circle just closing in on you. So. There is a game. Uh, what is that game? <laughs> Fuck. The EA game that we said the game. Apex? No, that we said that the uh, the shooting is exactly like, it's that RPG. The Division? Yeah, the Division. The, oh, division, the division 2 is exactly what you just described, Bob. But is there PvP? Yeah, the there's, you go into the Black There areas. is, but it's... I, like, Dude, the Division PvE and PvP is so weird to me in the sense of, like, okay, I get it, you're trying to make an RPG and you're trying to do everything, but, like, when it comes to gun gunplay and stuff like that, if I have an M249 machine gun and I put 800 rounds in you and you don't die... Like I don't, I don't care what game it is. Now we're in a fantasy land, right? Yeah, like we're in a we're in a fan. Oh, I'm a I'm a division member, and I have all these things. It's like no, dude, eight hundred rounds is gonna like after two, you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> no, eight hundred. Like, I can take it a hundred, dude. Promise. Eight hundred. The first seven hundred doesn't fail. <laughs> last eight hundred. <laughs> but it's um. But overall, you still enjoying it, Bobby? Yeah, I still think it's a, a good game. Uh, the technical issues seem to be worse for me this time around, or maybe about the same, but other people said they were better. So I think they're working on that. It does seem like they've changed some stuff, too, uh, in in the week or two since it's been out. 
Um, but yeah, I still think it's a good game. I just wish I had more time running around. And the division, yeah, it, it is kind of like that. I don't know about the PvP, though. I don't remember. Maybe I didn't make it that far into the game or go into the blackout zones, but I don't remember ever doing that and running into like a PvP group or an enemy group. Divi that was That's the thing that was supposed to be exciting about it. You don't know if there's going to be other people in there, right? Division division PvP, as someone who did a lot of it, is is like exactly like WoW PvP, where it's like you know you're gonna face this like you're gonna face a paladin, a shaman, and a and a and a druid, and the paladin's gonna have this weapon, the 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 druid's gonna have this armor, and the rogue is gonna have this you know this weapon. Well, in you face the same types of people in the same the same guns every time. How could you? Because if you don't have that stuff, you're at an extreme disadvantage. How yeah. do you tell Nick just from what they're equipped with? I mean, you can look at someone and be like, oh, he has a vector and it's a certain color. So it's the legendary one that does a fuck ton of damage. So, but people damn. are constantly working on their characters in the division in right. scavengers. Everybody starts relatively from the same space and yeah. then they have to go out, grab resources, yeah. craft items, and then build up. And then that game ends and a new one begins. So I, I like that. I don't want to be in the division two and then run into some dude who's got 500 hours in this game. Yeah. You know? right, right, he's right. just got all the gear. So Which we ran into today during Battlefront 2. <laughs> we got absolutely stomped <laughs> in our first game. Uh, it was like, dude. Well, we played Heroes Bobby goes, Villains. That guy's 214. And I'm like, what the fuck does 214 mean? And look, we're looking at his player level, and it's level 214, dude. And we're we're like, like, what the fuck? What, what is your guys' so I have some? Well, I think mine's like four, and Bobby's like, I don't a, know, like 20 something. Level, but each character has their own character. Oh, right, so right, we were right. playing Heroes vs. Villains, which. I is, like that. One. Yeah, it's a good mode. It's, you get to it's play all people. the awesome people. Yeah, but the problem is you run into people who are just way out of your league. Yeah. And there's no way you're going to beat them. So Nick, his first time playing the game, he's level one with everybody. He doesn't have the cards with all the abilities that uh, you know make him more effective. And then I, I haven't leveled up a lot of them. And unfortunately, that's what keeps happening to me in Battlefront. Like I played these games. We played uh, the supremacy mode as well. Um, but I keep playing these characters that I want to level up instead of the characters who are leveled up and have all the good gear. Right. Because there's no more room to grow. Sure, I could get more levels, but there's nothing really left to unlock on those characters. So I just keep playing all my low-level stuff and just getting shot up left and right, but slowly grinding. Uh, now, I played this not very much at all, but... Um the lizard bounty hunter guy? Bosk, yeah. Yeah, he, I had a... Bosk. I mean, I was really rolling through people with mm. that character. Yeah, he can he can be good. I haven't played much of him. If you get used to one character and you learn their play style, you can be a lot more effective, but I've been bouncing around so much. Uh, but Nick, you were having a lot of technical issues with this game. He was... Uh, yeah, it was really weird. Um, I had three crashes in 45 minutes, and it was always near the end of the game. For some reason, um, I looked up a bunch of things and they're all just like uninstall and reinstall and uninstall and reinstall again and again and again until you eventually fixes itself. But it, it just doesn't like to run on newer cards for some reason. I don't know what it is. Um, oh, you know, I would like to play this game. This is this is the kind of game where it's like I have an hour. I have like a couple of friends on. Let's just hop on and play for a little bit. In my eyes, that's that's with all like all like battlefield like games or the thing is like 
when you play a game that's a lot more serious because in this game you're jumping around as yoda chopping people's legs off and shit like it's it's a it's a fun game or what i what we call <clears throat> like an arcade game pretty much mm-hmm. but when it comes to like hey i got two hours and you know i kind of want to be a little bit more serious or like you know uh play a little bit more tactical then that's when you play like squad but battlefront 2 is you know for what it is it, it it's good at what it is but is it a good game? I don't know. I had fun. Like I had fun for the forty-five minutes we played. Yeah, and that's a, that's about how much it's times. good for. About forty-five minutes to an hour is a good window for that game. Um, I mean, it's the Star Wars universe, so I really just enjoy being in that. But as simple as this game seems, and as much as it doesn't seem like there's skill involved, I still feel like I just get murdered by these people who know things that I don't. Or uh, yeah, I I don't know. And it, yeah, and it, it really does show because, like, the map knowledge, not only that, but, like, cooldown and respawn knowledge is very apparent. Like, when we were playing the domination game mode where you have to capture the points and stand on them or whatever, and it captures it and you start filling up your team's bar, like, there were people on the other team that were just throwing grenades and just instantly killing people because they, they knew exactly where they were going to spawn and stuff like that, so... It was interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I really wonder about those technical issues because this game runs very weird on my computer. I've got a 1080. It's not a new card by any means. And sometimes I get really bad frame drops. And if I alt-tab out of it and alt-tab back in, sometimes it fixes it. Sometimes I have to do it a few times. So I don't know. It's just an odd game. Like for this, I love... um, Like I think the, the main thing that gets me to play this game is like... Oh my God, I'm a fucking rocket droid, you know, or like from, I was like talking for like 15 minutes. I'm like, I'm a droidica. Like it, like that's why I play this game. Yeah. It's not because like play as all the characters. It's like playing with action figures. They have all the, exactly. you know, from the movies. It's yeah, it's fun in that way. And it has its yeah, moments. It's, I have some good times in this game and it's, it doesn't feel high stakes. Um, it's so you don't feel too bad when you lose, but unfortunately there's a lot of landslides. Uh, nothing will ever top Team Fortress 2 for me, though, as the ultimate no high st- or low-stakes game. Yeah. Like, that game is so low-stakes, and yet I have so much fun in it. I just, I don't know. I hate when people take the spawn retimers off, though, uh, yeah, I because I play attack versus defense. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite. And you have to have that. Otherwise, the defense is always going to win. You don't see that too much anymore because of the way that they've done the menus. Um, You don't really browse for servers like you used to, and a lot of them are like official Valve servers when you just hit like quick match or play game. And you hop in there, and it'll throw you into one of these where they regulate. They don't even have sprays anymore. You can't even use sprays. There was a heavy update recently. Hmm. Um, I want to play. We should play. Yeah, I'm always down for some Team Fortress 2. All right, I got a lot of things in the row, but nothing too deep. So, um, Borderlands 3, Bounty of Blood. Uh, I bought this back a little while ago. Bobby, I, I, we talked about it. Mm-hmm. It's uh, cowboys and fucking dinosaurs together in one thing. Wow. And so you look at that and you're like, that sounds awesome. And it is, you know, aesthetically, it's cool. But as far as a DLC, compared to... Love and Tentacles, uh, mm-hmm. love, Guns, Love and Tentacles, or whatever that was. Um, it, it just doesn't have 
the cool factor. It doesn't have the comedy. Uh, the other one was just done so much better. You know, had the whole Love, Lovecraftian vibe. They made fun of themselves. They always make fun of themselves, but this one almost seemed like they were taking themselves seriously, which is weird for uh, Borderlands. Uh, I would be happy to say that this is my last Borderlands 3. I'm done. This this is it. You guys don't have to listen to me talk about this game anymore. Um, is there John, anything else that you haven't played? Yeah, there's a bunch. Not a bunch, but like at least two DLCs that I haven't played. Okay. And one of those DLCs actually adds, you know, kind of like in WoW, when you do your talent tree, there used to be three different talent trees you can go down. Mm-hmm. Same thing in Borderlands. Yeah. Uh, but there's a DLC that adds a fourth one, which is interesting. Um, but I feel so OP right now. Like, there's not much challenge anyway. Um, I'm doing Mayhem 3, uh, which is, you know, different levels of difficulty. There's there's so much to complain about this game, Bobby, and I don't know why I keep playing it. Um, The Mayhem levels are not randomized. So Mayhem 2 is like, this and this are modifiers, and those are always the modifiers. So you can build, excuse me, a character that's anti uh, Mayhem 2. You know what I mean? Like uh, Mayhem 3 uh, okay. specifically was anti incendiary, okay. which I had built my character to be incendiary. I went to Mayhem 4, that has been lifted. And I'm just wrecking everybody. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's very strange. Uh, those things should be randomized like they were in Diablo, where, you know, these modifiers, should just, you don't know what you're going to get. That's what adds the fun. These are, like, seems to be static, which is really strange. Yeah. Um, so me and JP Diddy bought this at the same time, you know, cover art, fucking cool robots, fucking, you know, we're sold. We we're, uh, It looks awesome. We start playing it. And he's like, ooh, like, why doesn't Borderlands 3 have all this cool shit that Outriders does? Why can't I just loot everything by pushing one button? Why can't I just sell everything by pushing one button? Yeah. Why do I have to constantly be going through all these things? And I, I felt like a guy with an old car and my friend, I would give my friend the ride and he's like, why am I rolling up my windows, dude? Like, why isn't there a button? <laughs> the <for windows>. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm a fucking... And I'm like, my arm's it's, tired. St- it's still a nice car to me, you know, kind of feeling. And then, well, uh, I haven't played the last two Borderlands, but I remember their UI being absolutely terrible. Yeah, it's in the terrible. first one, and mildly better in the second one. But I remember their UI just being so. Like I always refer to it as how to how to really fuck up a UI. Yeah. Like whenever I need a bad example for a UI, I always reference Borderlands one, dude. I've played hundreds of hours of Borderlands games. I still don't know how to do certain things. Like, I still have to fumble around and try to figure out how to do things. Mm -hmm. Sometimes things just don't work. And then you think, oh, that's not how you do it. By the way, it is how you do it. It just happens to not be working this time. So, anyway. um, After I finish this DLC, I'm done. Until until Borderlands 4. Oh, God. (laughs) Uh, The reviews are not great on this one. Yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Oh, they have new mechanics, Bobby. You want to hear what the new mechanics are? What's that? Teleportation. What? Yeah. 
How does that work? Just you push a button and then you teleport somewhere else. Okay. That's their big thing. The best thing about this DLC is they have a whole area where it's very Portal 2. Like it's an old facility that's run down. They did experiments. It's very creepy in there, but the machines are kind of still going. That was cool. And mm-hmm. I'm in that part right now. It's the only thing that's keeping me going. But overall, like, uh, yeah, unfortunately, it just wasn't good. Wow. And the you vehicles know, are. You mentioned WoW, and I do want to let you guys know about this. Uh, June 1st is the Burning Crusade release date with hmm. pre patch coming May 18th. So log in a WoW Classic and level up your 60 before then. Bobby, you want to reconsider all that schooling you're going to be doing? <laughs> During summer, no. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> I got an invite to the beta for Burning Crusade. Uh, yeah, there's just no time for that at all. It would be fun. It'd be interesting. It'd be interesting for a while. I wonder how far I would make it before I'd give up, though. I am playing Blizzard game that I can't talk about right now, and I'm excited to talk to you guys about it. It's actually good, and I'm having a good time with it. But NDAs and secret stuff and all, guys. Uh, another thing that I played was uh, Nex Machina. Um, that is the same developers. This is a game made in 2017. Uh, same developers as Returnal, which is the big AAA roguelike yeah. that everybody's talking about. Uh, John is, uh, JP Diddy, is enjoying it so much that he's even looking at the other games that they have made. He's like, hey, you should play this. This is another game that they had made. And uh, what's interesting about Returnal is Bullet Hell generally isn't done in third person. You know, Bullet Hell is almost always top down, um, you know, or or side scrolling, kind of like Raiden or, you know, those, those plain mm-hmm. games. Um, and... They are like, fuck it. Let's just make it a roguelike fucking bullet hell game. But we'll just do top notch everything. And that's what they did. But it's always fun to go back and see their roots. And apparently all their games previously are all bullet hell. And that's exactly what this is. Um, This is a lot like Android Cactus, Bobby. Do you remember Mm -hmm. that game? That had the same perspective, didn't it? Yeah, it's like a top-down perspective, and it's a twin-stick shooter, and it's bullet hell, and it's in your face, and the music's slumping, and uh, a lot of bright colors. Mm -hmm. Holy shit, is this fun, man. I had a hard time putting this down before you came over. I was just playing, you know, it's hardcore arcade. Just, you know, it even calls your... When you start it over, a continue like nine, eight. You know, it's mm. just like you're pumping at the, the quarter in. Yeah, yeah, pump the quarter in, and you only have a certain amount of them. I don't know what happens at the end when like run out of. I have ninety nine continues. I don't know what happens when you run out of them. Uh, but holy shit, was it fun? Uh, there's, I want to compare it to, uh, I Dracula or Vengeance or whatever that was called. Where there's yeah, there's so much in that game. They went for depth, right? Like tons of stuff, tons of unlocks, tons of characters, tons of everything. This is like similar, but the the other side of that. This is hmm. only the action with none of the depth. There's a few guns you can get. There might be a shield you can pick up, 
But in general, it's just the action. And the action is done so well that you forget about the depth. Like, you don't need it. Because it's... Fuck. It, it was like... One of these frustration games where, like, it starts you instantly as soon as you die. So you don't get to pick up exactly where you died. You have to start the room over. So the room starts, you play through it, you either beat it or you don't. If you beat it, the the planet is some sort of, like, QB weird thing. And you move to the next area. But that might be on the right angle of where you're at. It's very, like strange when you go to the next level but anyway then you start playing the next level and if you die you have to start that level again but the each level is only about a minute so okay. it doesn't feel that bad but you only have yeah. five lives so you got these checkpoints along the way yeah and um uh, just having a great great time bullet helly as shit especially when you're fighting the bosses um and you know every once in a while there's only a four pixel spot where there's no death you know one hit you're dead and i'm standing on this one area and i'm like how am i in the one spot in this whole screen that wouldn't kill me like how did i pull this off like if you were to rewind it and watch slow motion you could watch it all come out but that's that's some good game development that all your random effects all these bullets can make you can lead you into this one spot that you're going to survive and then you battle your way out and guess what there's only one spot that you're going to be alive in in seven seconds from now and you got to figure out where that spot is and you're doing all of this while killing things from all angles it's a great game it's nine out of ten on steam uh i think it was twenty dollars um but yeah i can recommend it if you like twin six shooters and you like a lot of actions action um this uh, pick this up Wow. Yeah. A ringing endorsement. A ringing endorsement. Yeah. I was thinking about picking this up. I I don't know if I'm going to do it on PS5 or um, or on PC. The reason being is that I've been playing It Takes Two on, PC, uh, on PS5. That's where our TV's at, and we play every night at least 45 minutes. Um, dude, that game is so much fucking fun. We're on the last chapter. We're on the last, like, 45 minutes probably. There's a website called that's it's called uh, How Far Am I, and uh, you just like type in currently what you've seen or what you've done, and it tells you. Oh, that's how awesome. far are you in the game? I wonder if that's a, a subsidiary of Time to Beat. Yeah, how long? I think it be? might be. Yeah. Um, so uh, but one more night, dude. Huh? It's so good. Yeah. Well, probably tonight or probably tomorrow night. Um, how long just like a, how far am I? Time? Like I don't know. Uh, it takes two, and then that took us immediately to the you know to the game. Dude, this game has so many mechanics. It's it's absurd. Like it's like someone decided to, um, like take the Unity engine and was like, look at all these pre-built mechanics, like third-person shooter or like Diablo-esque game mode, and uh, that's that's what they did. Like there's a part of the game. It's not much of a spoiler. Uh, there's a part of the game where uh, one player plays as a wizard and the other player plays as a warrior, and you're fighting stuff like it's Diablo. And there's like another part where it's like Devil May Cry, and you're they're like 
one player plays as like the assistant character and the other player plays as like a Dante kind of character that does like combos in the air. And it's the game's always changing. It's always introducing new mechanics. The only thing that I would say, it's like, it's always repetitive in the sense of like, Oh, I have this power. I have this power, this other power. And so you always have to work together to do it, but it does it in the best way. But I, you know, I think it's great. I, I'm not going to replay it, but I'm going to beat the game and enjoy it. You know, I've enjoyed it a lot. It talks about a lot of real topics and shit. And there's a lot of, uh, I mean, if you're in a, if you're in a relationship, you'll definitely understand a lot of the stuff that they're talking about. Like, for example, like, uh, one of the chapters, there's nine chapters and one of the chapters is about passion and not like passion, like, like a sex life or like, you know, physical love kind of passion, but in the sense of like, Hey, you should probably support your your loved one's fa- uh, passion um, in a healthy way, but um, you know, just support just support your loved one as much as you can. I guess you can say so. It's really interesting. Um, it's like Crash Bandicoot on steroids. That's co op. So I can't I can't stop saying good things about it. What's Leslie we'll probably, think about it? Have you talked to her about it? Leslie loves it. She's like, I love playing this game. This is probably one of the best games we played together. Of all time. And like I said last episode, it has the quickest, uh, or it's tied for quickest time to cry for the both of us. <laughs> like, it's tied with uh, with God of War, where, like, in the first five minutes, you're crying. So, it's pretty good. Okay, yeah, it's pretty good, Bobby. Pretty, pretty good. Now, do you think your girl's <laughs> going to be able to play this? I don't know. It looks a little involved. Like, it's with controllers jumping, and jumping and naming. It's all. That's what it comes down to. It's literally jumping and aiming. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Probably not then. <laughs> it's it's not hard if, um, I like Leslie plays video games, but she doesn't play them all the time, and she gets it and does pretty well on it. Mm-hmm. The game is very forgiving. Um, like it's it's made yeah, it doesn't for matter like, if you die right at all. Yeah, so you like, both the, have to the, die well, for it to be bad. The, the the main mechanic is that if one of you dies, the other one comes back by pressing triangle over and over and over again. Okay. But if both of you die simultaneously, you go back to the checkpoint, which yeah. probably has only happened to us once or twice. Yeah. And so um there's always like Ooh, the there's some chapters where awesome. one player obviously has like an advantage, and I shouldn't say advantage like a strength and the other person's like the assist character, and there's a bunch of chapters where you're both the same kind of level in power, but it's great. What's the overall, how, how long would you say, how many hours to beat this game? So I looked at the time that we played so far, and I looked at the average time to beat, and it's it's 10 hours. Okay. That's a lot of playtime for a game like this. Exactly. And, and, you know, I wouldn't come back and play a game I don't like. And so, you know, I really enjoy it. Um, Leslie really enjoys it, and we're just going to continue playing. Awesome, man. Cool. cool. All right, I jumped back into Warhammer Vermintide 2 this week. It's three weeks in a row now, man. Yeah, yeah. It's a great little co-op game, and I wish there were more people on um, early Friday afternoon to join us, but I think Nick isn't on until later in the day. Um, I I stuck with the Rogue the roguelike mode, the campaign, I played a little bit of that and it was all right. But I think, I think the roguelike mode might be better. It's I, funny. Cause you talk shit at the beginning about it. 
Yeah, I thought the I thought the campaign mode was going to be better, um, but I don't. Did know. you fight any bosses? No, no, I didn't get that far into it. But the okay. the roguelike mode, you get so much more XP too, so it's kind of hard to argue with that. But we tried doing it on the third difficulty champion, and we got right until the end and wiped. The the guy that was playing with us dropped out. We were playing with a rando or two, and we had some people drop, unfortunately, but we came so close. Uh, but like so many other games, if you have it on the right difficulty, the game is way more fun. It's imperative that you have it on the right difficulty. So I'm just trying to keep it challenging so it doesn't feel like a grind or boring. But yeah, it's good, man. I'll probably be playing this again on Friday. If somebody wants to join, we'd love to have another. Still going with the uh, Dwarf Warrior? Is that our tank? I played a little bit of the Witch. um, But yeah, mainly focusing on the Dwarf because it takes a while. What's the level cap on the characters, Nick? Is it 35? I think it's 35, yeah. It's 35 for each class on each character. Oh, no, 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 no. It's 35 for each character, sorry. Yeah, for each character. Yeah, so my dwarf is at 18, and the levels, the XP is starting to slow down now. So I'm really trying to get him leveled up so I can do the harder difficulties. Plus, I I enjoy playing him more. I did play the melee version, the, the Slayer. The Slayer version of that, and he does so much more damage. He's like a little Tasmanian devil. But sounds he, fun. Yeah, it's fun, but he takes a lot more damage too. So he yeah. just sniper just clicked a picture of him. So yeah, canonically slayers are dwarves that have dishonored some someone somehow are being punished, and they literally live to die. Hmm. And so they fight like they have nothing to lose, and they usually fight. They usually specialize in killing big things, and that's why the dwarf is like a super high DPS melee DPS with that class. Dude, that sounds awesome. It's unfortunate, though, because some of his talent points have things like if you equip a one-handed weapon in each of your slots, then you get this bonus. But when you're playing the roguelike, you never know what weapon you're going to get. So it always messes that up. So you you really are limited on the build when you play the Slayer Dwarf, which I didn't like. But that's okay. I still think I prefer the tankier guy, but if you have someone else who's already more tanky, like a Grail Knight or something, then... You probably are better off with the with the Slayer Dwarf. No, this, this might sound like a plug, but uh, if anyone is a DLG fan, I uploaded like a thirty second video on my YouTube channel of when we were playing uh, Vermintide Two. It was me, Sniper, Bobby, and Leslie, and so it's pretty. And, you know, it's funny, but it's just uh, it's it's pretty. It just shows how random the game is sometimes for the. Um, really for the down there. Uh, what is it called? Do not fall, you will die. Roguelike game mode. Um, but <laughs> it's pretty interesting. I don't know. I I, I want to play more of this. The only thing that's constricting me is time, in the sense of like I have to wait until I put Vivian down. Right. Um, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, without clicking on it, Bobby, do you remember what Katamari Democry is? Without. Oh yeah, what it is. of course. The guy rolls the thing around and yeah. it like, collects all this stuff into a big ball. I feel like it's a genre all its own, and it's one game that's ever happened. Um, it's hard to forget because it's so strange. You're this little dude. Uh, the master of the universe is your dad. You're the prince. 
and he wants you to roll things up in balls, things, literally things, just like stuff around the world, and <laughs> and make the ball bigger and bigger, and then those uh, katamaris that you're putting together uh, become stars and constellations. Um, it's really weird. The whole thing is weird. Um, you know, just like strange Japanese stuff. But the gameplay is super satisfying. Um, you're picking up little things, you know, um, like tacks and erasers and stuff, and your ball grows. And then once you pick up enough of these little things, your ball grows and you can pick up bigger things. And those bigger things might have been barriers into the next area of the level that you're on. So the bricks that were holding the wall that you couldn't climb are now things that you can absorb. Mm-hmm. And event, and the things that hit you, like rats and cats, uh, eventually you start absorbing the rats, rats. You get enough rats, you can absorb a cat. And it's so strange because you have this one world, this one area, and everything, it's almost like uh, the prey becomes the hunter or whatever. It's the same world, but it seems different because it keeps zooming out and you keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, it's super strange, but fun. And so this game, uh, uh, Katamari Demasai uh, Reroll, I don't know if it's a re-release or, 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 or if it's a new game or a sequel. It's a, it's a re-release. It is a re-release? It's a, re- it's a remaster. Oh, yeah, it's a remaster. Like the PS2 version. Yeah. Yeah. And... Um, so I, I bought it for Mila for her birthday a couple days ago, and I started playing it. I did a couple levels, and it it holds up, man. It's just this weird gameplay loop that's fun. You just keep getting bigger, you get pick pick up bigger stuff, mm-hmm. and get bigger, pick up bigger stuff, and somehow it works. I remember being I remember being like a teenager and seeing people play this, and like, dude, what the fuck is point? Of, like the point of this game, and they're like collect stuff with ball I'm yeah like, what yeah pretty and i'm much. like all right cool and then like it's funny as shit when you hear like you start rolling people and yeah. then you have like 50 people in the ball and all you just hear is like ah! like they're all <laughs> screaming and shit but yeah. it's it dude it's it's so funny like and it doesn't even have to be like a language thing like it's just like so how the how the little character reacts and and animates to like things picking like picking stuff up or picking people up it gets a lot of fun. It's it's definitely a drunk game as well. <laughs> like if you're drunk, this this is the shit for you. And so it's pretty funny. There's some fumble core here. Like it's hard to control. It is not an easy thing. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's on purpose. That's the on purpose. The, obviously, the bigger the katamari, the harder it is to control. Yeah. And Mila had a hard time with that. She's like, "Why is it so hard? Like I don't want to play it." And then I explained it to her, and now she's like, "Dad, this is so awesome!" Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I want to get the cat and stuff. So, uh, yeah, buy it for the little ones. Buy it for yourself. I think uh, it's a strong recommendation for me. How much is this? Thirty bucks on Steam. <sighs> Yeah, that's what I paid for it for the uh, Switch. Yeah, same price. Yeah. All right. Uh, Last thing I want to talk about, I built a new computer this week. Not for me. This is my girlfriend's media center. This thing was dusty, dude. We built this about 10 years ago. It had an 
AMD A6 3500, which is a triple core APU. Um, Why? Oh, God. Anything that's odd numbers when it comes to cores, I'm just like, why? Yeah. What's the point? <laughs> it's, a, it's an odd choice. But it was right around the time that AMD came out with the APUs, which is kind of a combination of a CPU and a GPU. It's got the graphics card built right in there. Uh, that was the big selling point of it. So I thought it'd be great for a media center. It worked fantastic for years. It, it At a certain point, it just kind of became too much. I noticed when we tried to load up web pages like Disney Plus, that thing would just take a little longer. Uh, we tried playing a video, uh, a lot of video. The audio was out of sync. It just, it couldn't keep up after a while. Um, the problem is that the custom PC market is crap right now because of bots, because of silicon shortages, it just for all sorts of reasons. So finding the uh, CPU that I wanted was a real pain. I had been on OfferUp and eBay just looking all the time for months. I had been looking just every so often, looking for an AMD 3200G or a 3400G and just happened to find one um, at a decent price, hundred bucks for 3,200 used. That's, you know, as about as good as you're going to get these days. Uh, so I pulled the trigger on it, got a new motherboard and Ram. We put it together and thankfully the thing is working fine. It was stressful buying a used part, a used PC part. I would not recommend it. I yeah. was really nervous about, is this thing even going to work? The guy who sent it said it came with a cooler. He sent me a cooler for an LGA, uh, 1155. That's like an Intel processor from like 10 years ago. I don't know what that yeah. was. About. And um, there's, and that's, so when it comes to like buying or selling used, used PC parts, man, like I sold my 1080 for like 200 and something dollars back before, like all, all those shit's been going on. Mm-hmm. And there's a PC place like next to me that, uh, that assembles PCs and stuff like that. And they, they buy and resell parts. And when I sold it to them, I was like, you know, what's the, you know, what's the verdict on buying PC parts that are used? And they're like, don't do it. Even when we check stuff and we like stress test them and stuff like that, there's always something that slips by or there's always something that's weird. And you don't want to be the guy that buys a used part and then has to, you know, call AMD and say, Hey, this doesn't work. I bought it used and then instantly they hang up the phone. They're like, if you bought it used, that voids the warranty and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, you don't know what people have used it for. Now, the thing with CPUs, though, I've never, in all my years of fixing computers, I've never ran across a bad CPU. Yeah. Like, ever. I've never heard of it. Yeah. So I wasn't really worried about that. Um, you know, the pictures didn't show any bent pins. I figured it was okay. The guy had a good rating. The CPU cooler was a pain in the ass. Now I jumped back on offer up and I found someone locally that had like a, a AMD Wraith stealth cooler for 10 bucks. <laughs> Just drove over and picked that up. And yeah, it was, it was great. It worked. Did you take out. your gun? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but it did kind of feel weird buying something like that. It was like some kid too. It's been a while, huh? Yeah. Like yeah. his mom came out and everything, like, I guess to make sure it was in, well, I mean, this is San Diego specific, but it was in Linda Vista, which isn't, yeah. you know, the best neighborhood around here. So, um, yeah, I was glad I, I was able to get that together. But also the problem that you run into with some of these motherboards is 
they work with the 3000 series of AMD, but they need a certain BIOS. So if it's an older motherboard and they haven't updated the BIOS or didn't ship with it, then they're technically compatible, but you need to update the BIOS by installing an old CPU first. Uh, they've gotten around that with some boards where you can plug in um, like a USB stick with a BIOS on it and flash it that way. But this didn't have that feature. So I was really nervous that I just got something that had been sitting on the shelf for like a year and it wasn't going to work. Thankfully, everything did. I tested it out, played some, played a 4K movie. Everything's looking great. Um, I want to test it out with gaming because a 3200G should be able to handle some, you know, uh, n nothing two. intense. Probably it takes two. Yeah, I'm sure it would handle that. But the, to give you an idea, the 86 or the A6 3500, the triple core that I had before, that thing would, we could play The Walking Dead. Remember that game? Yeah. The the old Telltale game? Yeah, we yeah, play yeah. that on 720p. That's about all that thing could handle. Yeah. Yeah. So that thing could not do, could not do gaming did, very well. Did you guys finish it? The Walking Dead? Yeah. yeah. She cry? I don't think so. Wow, dude. I cried like a baby, dude. That was the first video game to ever make me cry. Yeah. Um, now I'm stuck with the rest of these PC parts. I, I looked and saw how much they're going for. It's not even worth selling. So I don't know what I'm going to do with these old PC parts, but it was just, dude, this is, it took months of being on offer up eBay, Mercari, whatever, and just flipping through 3,200 G 3,400 G like what's out there sending countless messages. Oh, already sold it or no response or, you know, just there's, there's a point dude where you have to be like. How valuable is my time versus let me just spend the money? You know, if you would have paid $200, would you, you know have... how much these a 3400G retail goes for $300 on Amazon, right? Yeah, now. that's what I'm saying. If you could have got it for $200 six months ago, would it have been worth it? You know, no, it wasn't a rush. It wasn't a rush. Yeah. Like I, I told her, like, I'll look, and if something comes up, then yeah, we'll, we'll grab it. But it, it was not a rush, and the budget was 300 bucks, so we stayed within that. But 300 bucks for a CPU that came out years ago for 150? No, dude. Plus, I don't want to support people who are like gouging prices like that. Like, I read a headline, just a headline, that IBM came out with a brand new, uh, brand new technology that went from 4MN to 2MM. So they doubled the, uh, or the amount of transistors on a chip. We'll see what that ends up happening. I don't think IBM's running around just yeah. lying about shit. Yeah, but. but who knows when that'll make it in chips. I mean, AMB, uh, AMD has come out with the 4000 series. Like, those are technically out. You just can't buy them. They're, mm -hmm. like, nowhere to be found. I saw some on eBay from, like, Korea or something. You know, yeah. That, like, so I, I don't know, man. It's just, it's really unfortunate because... Even if I wanted to, I couldn't upgrade my home PC. This is how much trouble I went through just to get one CPU. I can't yeah. imagine doing this for other parts. Now, Would, hard drives don't have a problem like this. And some of the like motherboards RAM. are like hit and miss. RAM is relatively cheap now, yeah. but still like graphics cards and CPUs, it's just not good. Are you 100% against buying a pre-built like I did? And not really, but I don't know. I've got a lot of hard drives that I need space for. So yeah, I don't What's know. What's on those hard drives, Bobby? Just data, you know, <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> but it's, it, it's kind of tough, man. I've always built my own computers and I build them specifically for what I want. Yeah. And... But we're in a special, pl it's not because you gave up as a PC 
builder. It's the situation that we're in. We find ourselves in. You know what I mean? Mm. I, I, I feel like yeah. I, I got a crazy deal on what I bought. Yeah. But but the thing is, too, I also really need some things. Like, does yours have Bluetooth? Did that come in yours? I mean, you can just add it. You could get a Bluetooth chip. It'd be yeah. nice if the motherboard already Anything you want. You can build them online, dude. Click, 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 click and yeah. it shows up all built. Uh, maybe that's the way to go. I don't know. There's a lot of specific things. And my I computer want. looks like a... Um, a portal century. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't care about that. Mine sits underneath a desk where nobody sees it. But yeah, it's not necessary, dude. My computer's fine the way it is. It's it's still running all my games. It runs Battlefront too, so I guess I'm still Perfect. Good. If it runs TF2, Perfect. that's all we need. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's about it for on the radar. Let's get to or I'm sorry, highlights. Let's get to a listener questions. Why not? You want me to read them today? Uh, sure. 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 Uh, the first listener question is from Warconius. What's the last thing you did for the first time? Yesterday, I am. Infl- <laughs> I feel like such a fucking retard. Uh, I inflated inflatables like for a pool. You know what I mean? Like yeah, little donut stuff with this one-way valve that I wasn't familiar with. You have to squeeze it in order to get the air into it mm-hmm. and also out. Uh, didn't know about it. So I'm pushing with all my fucking might, dude, with my balls, my, 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 uh, what's that, diaphragm, everything, trying to get this air into this thing. And Sam's like, why are you trying so hard? And I was like, uh, this is really hard. And she's like, you squeeze it and it opens the valve. And I was like, I haven't, I haven't blown something up with my mouth since I was a kid, and there was no, this technology didn't exist. So lies, it's existed since I was a kid. I've discovered this when I was a child. Yeah, yeah, you just yeah. I was an adult the, you when you were a child, the dude. Part and then you blow. I was an adult when you were a child, dude. Think about it. Uh huh. Yeah. But yeah, no. I, yeah. <laughs> so that 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 happened. Wow. Uh, the first thing that I did for the fr- the last time I did something for the first time was I planted some ghost pepper. Pl- I mean, uh, sorry, ca- uh, Carolina Reaper. Peppers. Why would you go so hardcore, dude? Can you eat that shit? No. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pickle them, kind of like jalapenos, yeah. and send them to you guys and try to try. We haven't agreed to this. <laughs> Although it can't be worse than the chip to watch Bobby go into a hiccup fit like he did, dude. Like <laughs> it, it, it was somebody like, guys, I guess I'll. Yeah. It was like it was like there was a boxer hitting going to the body from the inside of Bobby, like a little tiny like person <laughs> just trying to punch its way out, punch its way out. It's what it felt like, yeah. <laughs> How's it going? Oh, uh, have they sprouted? What about you? How, Nick, have they sprouted? Yeah, so um, the reason why I bought them is, you know, I'm, I'm a sucker for cool things, and I like growing plants. Um, there are, uh, there's, yeah, I watch Hot Ones, and uh, he did an interview with a guy who essentially crossbred and made the Carolina Reaper. Yeah, the and uh, yeah. he has a partnership with what some company where you can buy them and they're already germated and they're already like 
the leaves are coming out and everything like that. And oh. they skipped the first 75 days of plant growth. Yeah. Um, and they sent them to you. Little shorties. Yeah. And so I bought them from him directly instead of the company that he went with. Only because the company that he went with are completely sold out. So I just went to his website and bought them from him. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, you can buy them pre-germated, and they're, I think, 80 days old. And they come to you, and the leaves are all waxy and nice and everything, and they're ready to go, even though they've been in the shipping box for four or five days. So I just bought two pots, two brand-new pots from Home Depot and got some miracle Grow and put them in there and put them on my backyard. So I like, I, I like growing stuff. I built a planter for my front yard and put lavender in there and – when I planted it, it was so small that it wouldn't have flowers, but this year they're going to have flowers, so it's going to be really nice. Um, is that from Puckerbutt? Is that who you bought it from? I Maybe. I think. I can't remember who I bought uh, it from. Um, did the cicada thing happen? Not yet. So apparently it's supposed to happen early July. Oh, okay. I'm really looking forward. Yeah, they said to anywhere that. from May to July. For you. I can't wait till you're in that. Oh, I'll take pictures. Apparently, it gets so bad that they're just like chilling in your doorway. So. Damn. Hmm. But it'll be interesting. Also, people wait have to like wake up super early in the morning because they make so much noise because they're all making the same noise. So it's interesting. It's not the first time I've been encountered cicadas. When I visited my cousin in Santa Cruz, they they have like <laughs> seasonal cicadas. Uh, and all you heard all morning was wee, 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 wee. I'm like, oh, God. I don't know, man. I feel like this is going to be a whole new deal. We'll see. Yeah, this is going to be insane. Yeah. Trillions. Trillions. Yeah. It's a lot of cicadas. <laughs> Bobby, what was the last new thing you did? <laughs> the last thing I did for the first time. So this is interesting. I had sex. <laughs> I'm a not, I'm a man now, guys. Oh, wow. Uh, no, my birthday was a couple weeks ago, and somebody at work gave me gift cards to Chick Fil A, and I had never been to Chick Fil A oh. before. So nice. I I don't know why. Dude, my mind is blown right now. Yeah, because well, I don't really I, eat fast no, no, food. But. I know, but I was just out there talking about how good our chick, chicken nuggets she just made were, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Yeah, they taste like Chick Fil A." And then I had we had just had this conversation about how McDonald's now has a spicy chicken sandwich that is one hundred percent ripping off Chick Fil A. Like it comes in the same bag, it has a pickle in it, like in the same fashion. Oh. It's one hundred percent a ripoff. It's really. I good. had something that I want up you on this one. You know, uh, Costco now has a chicken sandwich. No, I didn't know that. A fried chicken sandwich. Yeah. So you can go to Costco now, and I believe it started in California, and buy a fried chicken sandwich. So anyway. Well, we should explain, because a lot of people don't have a Chick-fil-A. Okay. Chick-fil-A is what, like a a sandwich fast food joint? It's kind of a little more upscale, like an in-and-out, I would say. It's not like a McDonald's. Right. Um, I think it was started. But they were kind of popularized when... um, they they were against gays. They had like this real hard stance against homosexuals and they weren't open on Sundays because it was like a, a religious yeah. organization. They still aren't open on Sundays, by the way. Yeah. As someone who lives in the South and has six Chick-fil-A's in his town, yeah. they <laughs> are not open on Sundays. On, on well, you don't sound bitter at all, dude. 
Bro, you know how many times we've been so lazy on a Sunday? We're like, it's the Lord's Day. Let's rest. And then it's like, fuck, Chick-fil-A's closed. <laughs> Did Jesus not eat chicken on Sundays? What's the no, deal dude. with it being closed? No, it's in the Bible. It's known that. No, I know 7th. what the deal. Jesus Christ. Come on. Okay. Never mind. Oh, okay. All right. But now it. Yeah. yeah. Chick-fil-A is so tasty and you can get so fat from it. And the lemonade is delicious. Bobby, yeah. first time I had it, I know this is what we're getting to. First time I had it, I was like, what's the whole big deal about? I, I didn't get it. And then I've had it probably 10 times since then. And yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, what was your, your thoughts? Well, I had the chicken sandwich and it seems like the big deal is the sauces. Like what sauces are you right. going to get? So I had like their original Chick-fil-A, whatever, and then uh, like a spicy honey mustard or something. I mean, it was pretty good. It, it tasted a little better than fast food, but I'm not a connoisseur when it comes to these things. You know, I can't really compare. You're not a foodie, Bobby? Not really. Like I'll try anything and I've eaten a lot of different stuff, but I don't regularly go out and get food from like like fast food or restaurants. Um a lot of taco shops, you know, Yeah. like burritos. I like I could have a burrito and say, like, no, I, I could tell you where that lines up <laughs> with uh, other burritos in San Diego. But uh, when it comes to this stuff, I, I don't know. I, I thought it was all right. But she gave me a lot, man. She gave me like 30 bucks worth of Chick-fil-A. So, whoa, yeah, uh, I, I'll be going back. The spicy chicken. Yo. Dude. Is where it's at, dude. It's not super wanna, spicy, and it adds so much. I think it. that's what I had. Oh, okay. You want to know? You want to know the one like the hidden valley of fucking Chick Fil A is a tortilla soup. It's seasonal, mm. and it's so fucking good. Like they put I sour like cream. Soup. One of the few soups, and they put like. they put like uh, tortilla strips inside of it, and a bunch of other shit, and it's so good. Mm-hmm. I I almost don't even. This is a. This information is so top secret. If I were to say it on this podcast, I feel like it's going to disappear in the ether. Somebody's going to somebody's going to call the Jack in the Box people, and they're going to know the flaw in their ways. But I'm going to go ahead and share this with everybody here. If you go to Jack in the Box and you get a, a ultimate cheeseburger with uh with bacon, a ultimate a bacon ultimate cheeseburger. You're talking about a seven, six, seven dollar sandwich. If you get a ultimate cheeseburger and add bacon, that's a two dollar burger plus fifty cents surcharge for the bacon. Two same thing. Oh wow! Five dollar different, guys. Five dollar difference, guys. I don't. I can't make this shit up. I feel like Kramer on fucking. Uh, <laughs> the guy the on the stocks dude you can't beat that deal wow yeah same thing yeah it's yeah there's there's a the jack in the box had a couple other things where it's like if you not jack in the box taco bell where it's like if you ordered certain items separately you would legit get like four or five dollars off and compared to like ordering the meal there's got to be some uh youtube videos out there like jack in the box hacks yeah fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably dude the it one that always gets you like no, in and out secret menu, the Flying Dutchman, no bun, extra sauce. Oh, I'm like, all right, I get it, man. Nick, do you guys have um, In and Out over there? No, so In and Out stops in Texas. It was so yeah, interesting so they, because when you flew out here, you wanted to go to Jack in the Box, not In and Out. 
No, so so so, so no. We when we got to my parents' house, we gave them a list. We're like, we want Chinese Chinese food because they got no good Chinese food in fucking Augusta, dude. It is garbo. We were like, we want real Mexican food because we have one Mexican food place out here that's decent. And then we're like, we want In and Out. And my parents were like, oh, you're getting here at like eight p.m. You're probably gonna be hungry. And so we just went straight to In and Out for the first meal. We oh, went to. Was, gotcha. So when you went, came to San Diego, you were ready for Jack and Mark. Oh, dude, we were like, but we were like, you can't have Jack in the Box unless you're fucked up. Like, if you eat Jack in the Box sober, it's not the same. So, yeah, we waited until we got drunk with you guys and then ordered it. So. Got it. You guys Next eat a lot question. of fast food, man. Wow. It's fast and it's food, Bobby. Yeah. Yeah, Bobby. All right. Next question. Oh, sorry. That's me. Um,. JP Diddy, what is the best Mother's Day present for a gamer mom? What did you guys get for your SOs or moms? Gamer moms don't exist. They don't have enough time to play <laughs> video games. Um, that's not true. Your your mom is kind of a gamer mom, right? I mean, your wife is kind of a gamer <laughs> mom. Nick. Leslie? Yeah, no. So what she wants is time. Leslie's yeah. currency is time. Yeah, She's like, spend time with me. Don't do the podcast. Spend time with me. And so... Um, what did I give her? I gave her some alone time for once. I got her a, a two hour massage, uh, like full body. Like they take care of your feet, your hands, your face, everything at the uh, nicest day spa face in massage. Augusta, which she said was like incredible. Cause we've been to a couple different massage plot, plot, like spots in like Monterey and like here and some other places. And she's like, this is hands down the best so she you know i was taking care of the baby and she was by herself and she had some alone time and she got a massage and a bunch of other stuff like a foot scrub and so i think that i think so me and leslie kind of have this thing now it's like we don't really care about shit like we have i'm not bragging or anything but like if i if i want like a, a model i'll buy the model right or if i want a tool i'll buy the tool but what we give now is like experiences like Leslie's like, for me, we'll, we'll, at the beginning of the year, we'll go, hey, if there's one band you want to see and they're touring this year, who would it be? And she's like, Adele. And I'm like, all right, well, I want System of a Down. So we know if at any time, if those tickets ever go on sale, we don't even ask the other person. We just instantly buy tickets for them. And we just, if it's like near someone's birthday or anniversary or whatever, we'll give it to them then. But even if it's not, uh, near like a holiday, we'll be like, "Hey, yo, like I got you a Dell tickets," and and we'd, we'd freak out. So I got I got so my mom for this was a joint gift for my mom uh, for Mother's Day and for her birthday because they're so close. I got her Andrea Bocelli tickets, and uh, Andrea Bocelli tickets normally for the seats that I got her pre COVID. About two thousand, two thousand five hundred dollars each, and I managed to get them for about eight forty um, total. So, what it would have been five thousand dollars in normal tics- tickets, I got them for eight hundred and fifty dollars, eight hundred and forty dollars. When's she going to that? Um, so it was actually supposed to be on May fifteenth, but uh, Andrea Bocelli was delayed. He has first dibs on San Jose Stadium for like actual performance, but uh, everyone's saying late June. But regardless, she's like, I've always wanted to see him live ever since you know I've heard him sing, and so yeah. 
to give you an idea of how much she loves him, last time I went to her house, she's my sister, um, she played about 75 minutes of him, his sons, his daughter, all singing. So he is, he is a very good singer, though. Yeah, and so she's like, and she's like, she's told me multiple times, she's like, the only thing I want to do before I die, besides see you have grandchildren, or see you have children, which I, you know, I've done that. She's like, I see Andrea Bocelli live. She's like, I've seen so many other people live. I've seen Michael Jackson live. I've seen Prince live. Damn. She's like, I want to see Andrea Bocelli live. So I'm like, all right. Uh, what did you get her this year? Oh, you got her this ball day. Uh, Bobby, uh, your girl's not a mother, I guess it doesn't. Uh, no, no. Um, I don't got that shit, that bitch, anything, dude. Actually, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> so it's weird. I have a weird like lineup. So it's like mm, my mom's birthday. The following day is Mila's birthday. The following day is Mother's Day, and and his mom's birthday is in there too. And then, yeah, that's all in a row. That that's like three days. And, and then it's my birthday. <laughs> yeah, but After nobody cares. Your mom's. Nobody cares about Dude, that. Dude, we were talking. I was talking to my mother in law today because she lives with us, and she's like, "Wow, you guys have so much stuff going on in May." I go, "May? You can ask my sister. May is arguably worse than Christmas." Yeah. She's like, "We go bankrupt in May <laughs> because, yeah. like, you know, my my sister wants to take my parents out. She doesn't want to eat at like a." You know, she wants to eat at a nice place, but then, you know, my, my mom wants to invite all of her aunts and she's not going to let her aunts pay. She's not going to let my mom pay. So she has to pay for everything. And so she's like, yeah, I'll go bankrupt in May. And and Leslie's birthday's in, in May as well. So, dude, I go, we're, I'm like, thank God for Dogecoin, like at this point. So, Bobby, do you yeah. know who Andrea Bocelli is? An opera singer? Well, he's a singer. Uh, maybe he started in the opera. He's He's blind. He's like blind. So he's a, he's a blind opera singer who I believe was an orphan and through singing, you know, met his wife and had kids and he's known as arguably he sings in five different languages like Spanish, Italian, Portuguese, English and I forget the fifth one. And uh he's just a really cool guy, but he sings like a couple of uh, unique songs to him as far as like there's a song called time to say goodbye or porti volare in in italian or in spanish and he's one of the greatest if not the greatest opera singer of all time like he's up there with Pavarotti, so he's he's really good he also sings like contemporary songs he sung songs with like mary j blige and like adele and other people but he's really good yeah he's a global vocalist uh so anyway um we went to for Mila's birthday we went to a hotel a, re, a nice a nice one that has a like a big pool with a slide and all that mm-hmm. and uh you know just just on the hotel room and the slide we're talking 750 dollars. just that you had food and all this stuff we're like well over a thousand bucks uh, which is fine. We don't go out much, and we haven't gone out much, so it's good to like splurge a little bit and have a good time. So I'm like, oh, while we're there, I'm gonna get her a spa day, and I'm gonna get her um, breakfast in bed. So the day before, here's Emilio planning. You know, the worst guy ever. I'm I'm checking in. I'm like, hey, what do 
little breakfast in bed for you know Mother's Day. Uh, yeah, um, due to COVID, there's no there's no food. I was like, oh great, okay. Um, can we do a spa day? You know, for Mother's Day. She's like, yeah, due to COVID, uh, no spa day. So I'm standing there with my dick in my hand and zero presents, dude, for, for Mother's Day, which is today. And um, luckily, she subscribes to Mexican Mother's Day, which is tomorrow. So I have one more day. <laughs> one more day. So there we I, go. Uh, I got Leslie a vacuum she wanted, and I feel so <laughs> bad. Here, clean better. <laughs> I feel so bad. It's like, hey, it's Mother's Day. Here's a fucking vacuum. Clean up. Come on. Yeah. You know, like, it, it feels like that. But, no, she's, like, she's been ranting and raving about this vacuum because, like, apparently it's a vacuum on Amazon that is, like, a non-normal band, like, Dyson. And, it like, all these, like, YouTube moms say that it's better than a Dyson. So, she's like, who wants She wants I was like, fine, fuck it. I'll buy it. You know what's funny about it's the like, Dyson, dude, is we bought the $400 Dyson. And I came on this goddamn podcast, and I bitched about it for, like, you know, five minutes. And now I love the thing. Like, I it, it's it's today. I cleaned the whole house, the whole car out with it. Like, it's really, really good. It just does its thing. It's it's Dyson's. As long as you use them for what they're made for, like, there's a hardwood floor one. Like, they're pretty good. But Leslie's like, I want one for hardwood floor. I want one that works with carpet. I want one that works with rugs. I'm like, all right. Like, oh my god. I know. So we question we still use Elfster. Um, which is like you put your like the items you want on a wish list, and even though it's normally for Christmas, it's now being used like Amazon like two months ago just integrated directly with Elster, where you can go to an Amazon item, you can click on it, and you can click you can click add to my Elster wish list. And my mom's like, "What do you want for What do you want for your birthday?" And I'm like. I don't like really saying what I want to my mom because I know she'll spend $500 on her shitty son who hardly calls her. And so I sent her an Elster link. I'm like, here you go, mom. Like, you can really just buy anything on here or you, can, you don't even have to buy anything at all. And I know probably the next couple of days I'm going to get a compressor and a nail gun <laughs> in the mail or whatever the fuck she bought me or, you know. But it's 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 interesting. Like, I think... Elfster is the best way to go when someone goes, Hey, what do you want? And you, uh, and you, you just send them that. Yeah. It'd be nice if more people use that. It's always tough. I've got so many nieces and nephews and, you know, they go through so many phases at a young age. You never know what it is they're into. Dude. I feel so old. Sometimes I go, I, I text my brother. Cause I, you know, I have two godsons. I have one that's on my, that's on my mom's side. And I have one that's my personal brother's. And I'm like, hey, um, you know, what is what does he want? Like, or I, I didn't even say what does he want. I go, what is he into, right? And like, oh, he's in a Paw Patrol, so I'll, I, you know, I'll buy like whatever Paw Patrol like stop like like toy set, whatever. That usually works, but my hands down default for kids is always Legos. Like hands down, like Legos. Like my brother curses at me. He's like, you son of a bitch. But Legos are hand like usually kids love Legos regardless of gender or age. Yeah, so mm-hmm. they're great. Yeah, he says you son of a bitch because if you step on a Lego, man, oof, it's one of the worst no uh, pains known to man. I, I asked Leslie today. I was like, when are we going to introduce Vivian a Play-Doh? She's like, when she stops sticking everything in her mouth to eat it. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. 
Yeah. All right. Final question. Cricket Soldier asks DLGCon 3.0. So, yeah, man, it's a uh, it's a strange spot. We didn't plan it out very well as as we do. Uh, but I would like to get something done. Um, I, so I sent out the feelers, and it seems like we have, you know, a few people that are interested. Um, I was thinking Las Vegas because it's, it's not central, but as far as, like, fright price, flight prices are concerned, it is central. Like, the, the, flights, the flights to Vegas are always cheaper because I think the casinos kind of chip in to try to get you there so they can take your house away from you. Um, but in, yeah, and they have ton, they can accommodate any size group, any night of the week. You don't have to make reservations for anything. It's just like, they're there for parties. So, uh, I floated that idea out there. People are into it. We just need to lock down a date and how many people are going to go. And so I'll start floating that stuff. I'll try to start locking it down this week. Um, yeah. So that's where I'm at on that. I I um September? I would only you know as I've been to Vegas as someone who has um had the fortunate event of my mother paying for everything as well as like one of my cousins paying for everything. I if I go to Vegas there's like really one place I I um go and that's the Venetian and they even had so they have the chairman's suite, which is 8,000 square feet, uh, four bedrooms. And it's like $1,200 a night. Yeah. Uh, we will not be getting there's, that. There's, of course, other things. Like, we can go to Airbnbs and stuff like that. Um, if I don't go, I'll still throw a little bit of money that way. Um, I would strongly suggest to go to Battlefield Vegas, which is a really cool place if you don't want to waste your money in um, a casino, but instead waste your money in something fun. Nick, It's a place that has over, I think a hundred different guns and you can, they're all, most of them are fully automatic and you can fire historical weapons like an MG 34 and you just pay for ammo. That's all you do. Um, and it's even, it's even cooler because if it's like your quote unquote first time in Vegas, they'll pick you up and your party at your hotel or Airbnb or whatever, um, in a Humvee. So Nick for free, Nick, uh, you're speaking as somebody who's never been to a DLG. Let me tell you how this goes down, dude. Uh, <laughs> generally there's an infinite amount of beer and alcohol at board games and video games. And that's what we do. We shut ourselves in <laughs> like PC gamers do. We don't go anywhere. We have a hell of a time. And uh, that's generally how it goes. Vegas might change things a little bit, but that is how it goes. Uh, generally, if people want to go do things, obviously you could go do things. Uh, but it's all about the gaming when we get down. So hopefully you can fly out and play some video games with us. Hopefully uh, we'll see what happens. We might, me and Leslie, if we do go, we might pull the switcheroo where we fly to California to drop off Vivian with my parents and then fly to Vegas, and then fly back home. But it might oh. just me be solo, maybe being solo. It, it might not be, be me, me at all. So we, we will see eventually. I want to get this 50% to, if not 75%, locked in by the end of the week. So I'm actually going to try. 
Okay. Um, anybody else got anything else? Uh, nope. Whatever. What is everyone playing next week? Oh, um, I have one thing actually. So, um, this is something impromptu that I just thought of about an hour ago. Um, if anyone wants to play games Tuesday night, it's my birthday. Um, hmm. or I might be streaming. We might be playing whatever the fuck comes up or whoever has time to play. Um, it might be squad. It might be Vermintide, but we'll try to get something in there. Um, Leslie always asks me, it's like, what do you want to do for your birthday? I'm like, yeah, I just play video games with my friends, really. So we'll uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens, and I'll put it in the Discord. Nice, man. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I want to get into uh, I, Dracula, Vengeance. Yeah, I want to play more of that. And uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Haven't played enough of that either. I have no idea what I'm going to get into this week, but Friday is the day that I'm always on playing games. So if you're around, hit me up on Discord. I wish I could say that. Hey, guys, I'm totally cool on Thursdays. No, I'm a lame <laughs> I'm a lame all the time. All right. Well, as we end this show, we do want to plug our Movies on the DL podcast. Uh, you can find that by going to our website. Is it on our website? I hope, I hope it is. Uh, I told them it was a Nirvana for gamers and fans. Yeah, I don't know if it is on our site yet, but you can just look for movies on the DL, wherever podcasts are found, and it's there. That's the movie podcast Emilio and, uh, and I do. And this next episode, we're going to be talking about Mortal Kombat. So in the spirit of that movie, we have some special outro music that's going to play us out here. And a quick plug for that, that uh, podcast. Bobby actually likes doing that one. So, <laughs> not editing it though. Test your mind. Test your mind. Test your mind. Test your mind. Mortal Kombat. Do 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 no inflection in his voice. <laughs> no change in tone. Mortal Kombat! It's funny because he doesn't yell. He doesn't want to get in trouble. <laughs> you know? They're like, Steven, shut the fuck up! <laughs>